This episode is sponsored by Clinic Concierge. Are you tired of wasting time in a doctor's office for routine care? Then you need Clinic Concierge, providing aesthetic services as well as urgent and primary care services right in your home. Check out their website at clinicconcierge.com or call them at 214-502-5444 and you can find them on Instagram at Clinic Concierge. Clinic Concierge, the healthcare experts that come to you. Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson, and here in the Bubble Lounge, we love bringing you resources that helps make your life easier. And today, we're going to be talking about children with learning differences and how we can better support them. Nellie and I both have kids that have learning differences, and we've both had to charter our own way through all the process of where we need to plug our kids in to get extra help. And fortunately, there's an organization right here in the neighborhood called Park City's Learning Difference Association. And today we're talking to President Sarah Brown. And Sarah's going to share with you lots of resources and just opportunities to be a part of a support group and just different ways that we can help our children. So Sarah, welcome to the show. Oh, it's so great to be here. Thank you so much for letting me tell our PCLDA story. So fun fact, we've been doing the podcast a little over three years, and one of our very first episodes was about learning differences in the park cities, and we talked about your organization. Really? (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's great. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm sure that most of the listeners out there have not heard that one because I'm telling you it was a really long time ago. So tell us exactly what you guys do. So essentially, PCLDA, what we do is we partner with HPISD, and we are looking to advocate for parents and students with learning differences. And they can be all sorts of learning differences, whether it's neurodiversity, dyslexia, ADHD, any of those types of things. We want to support the teachers and the students in our community. So we fundraise in order to give back to the teachers. So if there's something special they want in their classroom, we can provide that. We also um, can help with certification. So if a teacher wants to learn something new, a new technique, then we will support that too. Well, I think that that's just so wonderful because when you first hear the news that your child, you finally figure out what's going on and you find out that your child might need some extra help at school, it's a very overwhelming road to navigate and it's hard to know where to go and what to do. And this organization provides just all the tools and even a resource guide, right? Absolutely. So I can remember when my son first got his diagnosis in the first grade, and I really didn't know who to turn to. And a friend of mine had told me about the PCLDA. And I met wonderful moms that just helped me with their journey and told me their story so that I could then navigate for my own son the best possible outcome for him. So uh, PCLDA also has different support groups, and we have a mentor... um, program. So if you're a new mom who's getting a diagnosis for your child or a dad, you can come to us and we'll pair you up with somebody that can help you, you know, take those next steps. And you said support group. And um, I think that's what I really like about this organization is because you literally have monthly meetings, right, where people can get to know each other and share stories. Yeah, we we do. So we can share stories. We also have um, uh, different psychologists and Sparrow House and all sorts of different resources that come in who facilitate the meeting. So it's not just a bunch of parents talking to each other necessarily. <laughs> there's, you know, a good a speaker. <laughs> there's a good speaker there, and an yeah. outline right. um, guiding the conversation. So do you guys just work with HP or are there other schools that you work with? 
You know, we have teacher appreciation awards, and we want to encompass all of the teachers in our communities. So that would be the one avenue where we invite other schools in that have teachers that are shining with those learning differences kids. Um, As you know, not everybody keeps their kids in HPISD. There are some special circumstances where they might go to Shelton, and we really want to be able to showcase those teachers as well. But as far as the money that we give back um, to the community, it all is uh, within the district. Okay, great. Well, I know I looked at your website before the show and talked about your fundraising quite a bit. You guys sell some flowers a couple of times a year, and you have some events. We do. So flower sale is probably our biggest one. Um, We typically do a fall and spring sale. Last year and the year before, we had to cancel our spring sale just with COVID and deliveries and um, being able to resource things. But our our fall sale will be coming up and you can buy your flowers in in September and have them delivered directly to your home in October or holiday flowers in December. So yes. What kind of flowers are they? Oh my gosh, all of them. And they're all from (laughs) Rubles, which is, you know, high quality flowers. And I think we have like 50 different varieties of things and bulbs and holiday items for you to choose from. So they're perfect for everybody's garden. So one of the biggest learning differences I hear a lot of parents talk about is dyslexia. And I understand that you had that as well. I do. So I actually wasn't diagnosed till college. So all throughout my my high school, middle school, and elementary career, I went about my life just thinking I was lazy and honestly just not smart. I really had no confidence in myself, which is probably why I'm so active in the learning differences community through leadership and to be like me. I teach a lot of our students actually um, through their program. And then being the incoming president for PCLDA, I really wanted to get involved so I can change that for the next generation. But for me, it was just a really, really difficult and I can always remember, I tell people all the time, especially teachers, you you have the opportunity to be one teacher or the other. So I will always remember my fourth grade teacher, Mr. Johnson, and I'll tell you why, is I was not getting math. I was having a terrible time learning math, comprehending it, understanding it, just however he was trying to explain it to me. It just never made sense. And I would have to stay in at recess watch all of my friends outside, eat their lunch, run around. I grew up in Orange County, California, so everybody was always outside and having this great time, and I was in this window watching all my friends enjoy their life, and I had to sit next to Mr. Johnson, who was pretty old at the time. I'm sure he was like my age, like 46, but, but he seemed you know, ancient at the time. And he would eat tuna fish sandwiches. And to this day, I cannot even enjoy or smell or be around a tuna fish sandwich only because I will never forget that 45 minutes of my life, Monday through Friday. And I'm like, who eats a tuna fish sandwich every day? I mean, isn't there like an iron thing or like a mercury thing with eating that much tuna? Well, yeah, there is mercury for sure. <laughs> well, so Yeah, it sounds like that made quite the impression. It did. So then there was always Miss McGuire. Miss McGuire was the teacher who I think understood that I had a learning difference. She went out of her way to help me and really give me the confidence. So although I lost it in the fourth grade, I really found that angel who helped me in the sixth grade. And so, you know, we are so lucky here in Highland Park to have some of the most extraordinary teachers that actually really do care about our children. And my son, who is an incoming seventh grader, has had just the most amazing experience, but it comes from the support of the other parents that I've met through PCLDA. 
You're right. We are so lucky here because um, I'm a little bit older than you and I had ADHD, but I didn't find out until I was 40 years old. And I struggled in school. I mean, much like what you're describing, I felt like I was lazy and stupid and, you know, didn't make the best of grades. And we really didn't know about ADHD back then. And so there really wasn't any resources or any, you know, I had no idea. My parents had no idea. And I also think I got really, really good at looking like I was paying attention in class because I remember parent-teacher conferences, the teacher saying, well, she just looks like she's so intent and listening. But I was like off in Never Never Land. Oh, same. I, I, I was exactly the same. And I learned how to fake it through, mm-hmm. yes. for, through school, look like I was paying attention, trying really hard. And one thing I, I learned is I always had really neat handwriting because I went above and beyond the things I could control, which was handwriting and drawing and being creative. So I always used that as an outlet and, and I just fell through the cracks, to be honest. Right, right. Well, I think that's great. I mean, some of the most creative people actually have some learning differences. Oh, I, I mean, what I love right now is Richard Branson out there promoting dyslexic thinking and telling people, you know, business owners to ask that on resumes and to hire those those types of of folks because they're out-of-the-box thinkers and that they really do um, contribute to business in a totally different way that we had never imagined before. So hopefully that's changing. Yeah, you're so right. Like, I think if somebody asked me that in an interview, I'd be scared to answer it. But you're so right. I mean, you kind of want that, especially in a creative world. Yeah, I, I am very reluctant in the business world to tell people that I have dyslexia because of the stigma of what people think. And maybe it's not what people currently think, but it definitely was what people thought when I was younger um, about, you know, neurodiversity and dyslexic thinking. So tell me about you guys raise a lot of funds, obviously, and you give back to the school. Tell me what types of things that those go to help with. Yeah. So, um, it depends. You know, every we reach out to every special education special education coordinator at each campus, and we just tell them to let us know what they need. I mean, there are so many new techniques, and, and things are changing on a daily basis. So, if a teacher sees a, a great chair that could help with a child, um, you know, to distract them a little bit, and it would help them concentrate, then we will facilitate that chair. If there's a course or classwork or an iPad or just something that's special that they could bring in to, you know, learn different techniques to teach these t- these children differently, um, then we want to support that. So really, it's endless. Uh, we, we do lots of teacher appreciation lunches we want to give back. But probably one of my favorite things that PCLDA does is um, we do uh, the teacher appreciation awards, but we do scholarships too. So those students that are graduating that have, that have learning differences that are going to the next chapter of their life, we want to give them something to make it just a little bit easier. And I love that aspect of it. That is so awesome. So tell me about the scholarship. What do they have to do to apply for it? Well, we have one question, and they just have to answer that one question. It's the same you know, scholarship process that everyone else goes through through the district. And this year's question was about um, their learning difference and how they see that as a superpower. So we really wanted to shift the mindset of not thinking that they are inhibited to do something, but they it's they could actually turn it into something like a superpower. So with my son, I might say, you know, you're never going to learn math, 
But that's okay because I'm five foot three and I'm never going to be great at basketball. <laughs> and there's just some things we're good at and some things we're not. So let's focus on what you're really good at, which is being creative and drawing. And there are plenty of things in this world for you to create and and do rather than fit in that box. So right. I love being able to support these kids on that next chapter to you know, bring out their superpower. I love how you worded that. And that ties back in with what we were saying earlier with Richard Branson is just, you know, you've got to look at it as a superpower and really key off on that because there are a lot of good positives to having dyslexia or ADHD or whatever it might be. There's, you can turn it into a good thing. Yeah. Um, PCLDA a few years back um, partnered with uh, Decoding Dyslexia and we brought in a speaker called Jonathan Mooney. And it was, he had at the very end said, something that was so powerful to me, which is why would we ever achieve to be normal? And if you look at what the definition of normal means, which is actually just like usual, it sounds so boring. Right, <laughs> I'm like, right. I'm like, that's a good point. Like nobody wants to be normal. We should really all strive <laughs> to be different and eccentric and exciting and, you know, fun. Yeah. If we were all the same, <laughs> it would be pretty boring. Right, exactly. So it's, I look at it as superpowers. Well, how do people get involved with the organization? So very easily, you can just, um, a back-to-school sign-up, you can become a member, but if you are really looking to dive in a little bit more, we, sadly, we had a couple of board members leave last year because their seniors graduated. Oh, so they we, aged out. They aged out, and they were, you know, part of the PCLDA for their entire time at, in the district, and so we are looking for some board members, so if you are looking to get more involved, um, you can go to our website pclda.org and under join us there is um, an opportunity to apply not apply but just to reach out um, to join us and become a board member so we are looking for a couple board members next year well I think that speaks volumes that the people have been involved for so many years and they just were so into it that they got on the board I've done that as well with some organizations I've been in and that that says a lot when you have people that want to be on the board absolutely I mean it, it's really fun to get involved and just a great wonderful group of of parents honestly so obviously we just had graduation and a lot of kids going off to all sorts of different colleges tell me about anyone in the program who has gone on to uh, college yeah, so we we gave away three scholarships, and we had one. We, well, we had lots of amazing students, obviously with their parents' involvement through PCLDA, and they are actually going to UT Austin. So, as we know, it's a very difficult school to get into. Yes, we do. And you know, there's a lot that goes into the hard work, especially for someone with a learning difference, in order to qualify and to you know get good scores and to you know go off to college. And I really do attribute our little community to helping each other. Um, to be able to achieve those big goals. So what do you think the secret is to get into UT? I know everyone wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew. I think hard work. I think if you put in the hard work, it all pays off. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that essay contributes a whole lot. And it, again, this ties in with what we were saying earlier is I bet this person used their superpower and had a really amazing essay. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I, I actually just did a webinar for a College 101 series. Uh -huh. And every single student who, who was on that webinar panel, they discussed uh, the college essay and how that is really what matters is, is finding that difference. And, you know, one thing about having a learning difference and talking about overcoming your learning difference, I think that's a great 
segue into an essay into school because you're talking about a challenge that is different from a lot of people that you can um, lean upon. Uh, I personally, like I said earlier, my my son is part of to be. I'm part of to be like me as a leader, and my incoming seventh grader who's dyslexic has started to teach kids with me. So I'll pull him out of school. He'll come and he'll lead the younger generation and sort of that mentor idea of we've got these fourth fifth graders coming in that see the sixth seventh grader now teaching about you know it's hard for you now, but keep on going. So maybe we'll start to see a little bit more of that that mentorship and helping, you know, those college students and help the high school students and tell them what they did. (laughs) Okay. I love that your son is coming to help because you're right. Young kids, you know, just a couple of years older than they just really look up to those people and uh, for him to be showing them, you know, there's, there's hope and here's how to do it and just keep going. And I love that he's able to help you. Well, I love that too. And I told him, I said, this is you teaching and being a mentor at a young age will be your essay topic to get into college. (laughs) That's true. I mean, you have to show some struggles and how you overcame them and you turned them into a positive. That always makes for a great essay. I think so too. And you know, it's always good to hear a feel good story as well. Absolutely. (laughs) So as a parent, it can be really hard when you find out your child has a learning difference. Sometimes you find out when they're a little bit older, you know, you've had them at home all these years and all of a sudden they get to school and those really great teachers key in and they can kind of tell something's just a little off and they're not able to keep up. And it can be hard for parents to want to be open about these things when they find out something's going on. At PCLDA, you're really just not alone. Um, Lots of parents have walked this path before. So why not? have the help and the mentorship of somebody who has gone down this path before and is when you get the diagnosis for the first time, you really do feel alone and you almost feel like you're in this dark room like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to help my kid? And it feels incredibly overwhelming. But the reality is, is that everything is going to be okay. We are in an amazing community, an amazing district, and we're just taking this, you know, small group of parents and putting you all together to help you walk that path together and not alone. But there's there shouldn't be a stigma. I know, you know, for me personally, I, I, when I first moved here, I really was trying to put my kids in a box. You know, I wanted them to play mainstream sports. I really wanted them to be what I wanted them to be. But the reality is that they're going to be who they want to be. And that's a beautiful thing. You know, I realized that my my seventh grader is an amazing artist and he has this love of skateboarding. And instead of having a beautiful garden in my backyard, I have a half pipe. <laughs> Don't tell the Highland I Park Police that. Department. <laughs> Don't let them come to my house. And um, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum, like completely, I, I actually have a tag kid who is totally mainstream, but he's not also in mainstream sports. He wants to do like the UIL league. And I even don't even know what that is because I'm a learning difference (laughs) person. And he's like, I want to do this like mathematical competition. And I'm like, okay, great. I don't even know how to help you. So even though it seems like it, because you might not know a lot about learning differences, I do know a lot about learning differences. So I can help my one child where I actually need mentorship in the other (laughs) avenue. So you just have to find your place and everyone has their place. But if you are getting that diagnosis for the first time, you are nervous, or maybe you want to get a second opinion, or you want to talk to some other parents, PCLDA is a place for you for sure. Right. This is just brilliant what you guys are doing here. And I absolutely love it. I mean, having a support group when you're going through something that you've unchartered territory, it's just so hard and so overwhelming. And this is just the perfect group 
Yeah. And it's not a stigma. It's a it's a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's what we want everyone to know. That's for sure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Well, Sarah, this has been such a treat. I am so excited to learn all that you guys do. And I would imagine that there's some volunteer opportunities out there. Well, first, thank you so much for having me and letting me talk about my passion. There are always volunteer opportunities. Probably the biggest one and the next one coming up is our flower sale. So we're always looking for people to help us organize flowers and deliver flowers and put stickers on flowers. And, you know, who doesn't want to be around flowers all I day? was literally <laughs> about to say that <laughs> verbatim. I love flowers. <laughs> and then we do try we do a pool and garden come spring and same you can volunteer for that and then last year we had a new event called the sensory santa and it's really a nice quiet place where you can have your 15 minutes with santa and it's not the chaos of the mall so if that's something that could help your family out then definitely look on our website and we'll be announcing those dates soon but even if you don't have a child that to come that wants to see Santa or needs to come see Santa, you can always volunteer to help us, um, you know, with the kids and, and checking people in. So there's always opportunities. So you're looking for a Santa. <laughs> <laughs> we might actually have a Santa already. <laughs> well, I just love this. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been great. Absolutely. And tell us the website one more time. Sure. It's a pclda.org. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. That's been another episode of The Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson, and we'll catch you next time.